get ready for an epic experience that you won't forget. The Be Your Best Self Conference, August 22nd at the Grand Event Center in Grandview Heights. You'll rub elbows with some seriously cool folks in the business world and soak up all sorts of wisdom about being a bold leader, rolling with the punches, and smashing through any obstacles that may come your way. It's not just about setting through speeches. It's about making connections and diving deep into learning that'll stick with you for ages. We've got a killer lineup of speakers just for you. First up, we've got Brian John, the brains behind Echo and Athena, who's going to drop some knowledge bombs about leading with love. Next, we'll hear from Shara Hutchison, the powerhouse CEO of Exposure, who's going to spill the beans on how to navigate change like a pro, whether it's in your personal life or at work. And then brace yourself for Stephen Carr, the mastermind behind Belief Force, who's going to show us how to kick those self-limiting beliefs to the curb and step into our full potential. But wait, there's more. We've got a lively panel discussion lined up where we'll tackle the ins and outs of working with different generations in the workplace, led by the amazing Dahlia Calgreen from United Residential Management. And to keep the momentum going all day long, we've got the one and only LaShondra Baker from LBB Edutainment as our hype woman. Oh, and don't even think about sneaking out early, because we've got some seriously awesome prizes up for grabs at the end of the day. Trust me, you don't want to miss out. So mark your calendars, spread the word, and get ready for a day packed with inspiration and connections. Chamberpartnership.org backslash BYBS 2024. This season of Business Inspires is brought to you by the Village of Marble Cliff. Small village, big thinking. Burgess and Nipple, a nationally recognized engineering and architecture firm. The flourishing city of Grandview Heights. Optimized chiropractic, where every visit you leave moving, feeling, and healing better. And City of Upper Arlington, where superior services and citizens come first. Find out more about this season's sponsors in the show notes in each Business Inspires episode. Good morning, Tri-Village Chamber Partnership. This is David Polakowski, the President and CEO of the Tri-Village Chamber. And this morning, I am here with Danielle and Anthony Santilli. Did I say that correctly? You did, yes. Yes, from Fangs and Fur. So I I think they are married and have known each other for a little bit, correct? That is correct, yes. (laughs) Confirming, yes. Yes, okay. Yeah, they, they did both look at each other like... We had a a pause. So, yeah, what do we say? Exactly. What do we say? So, tell me about you guys. Tell me about how we got to Fangs and Fur. And just, I mean, because we've done several things together, and it's really an exciting concept to me, but... Yeah, absolutely. I'll, I'll start. Um, so my name is Danielle. Um, beside me is my husband, Anthony. Um, so him and I met in Seattle. We lived on the West Coast for um, eight or ten years. I don't know, a long time. And um, when we had gotten together, he kept on, I had a little dog and he had a dog and he kept on saying, oh, you know, you should really switch her to a raw diet. And I said, what, what, is, what does that even mean? Um, so we made the transition, um, did wonder 
just for uh, my dog and he'll get into kind of the, the benefits and all of that. But when we were in California, he kind of spoke and said, my dream would be to, to make this a store, make this a concept out here. And that did exist um, in California. Uh, life happened. We had our second child. And with that, we decided he's from Columbus, Ohio. Um, his family did a great job in encouraging us to come back here to be near family to help um, us with our kids. And he said, if we're going to do this, like I'm going to open this store. So I'm like, okay, let, let's do it. Um, so fast forward, we've been here for two years. We just opened Fangs and Fur last year, February 2020. Um, we are a family-owned business, and I will pass it over to my wonderful husband to kind of explain the concept, but I will just say that we are not your typical pet food store. <laughs> No, we're not. Um, so this idea started, gosh, about 10 years ago with my dog, Mozzie. Um, and when I got him as a puppy, this I got him um, in Bellingham, Washington, so kind of close to the Canadian border in Washington. Um, and he just had all kinds of issues, um, just could not digest his food whatsoever. Um, we tried all different kind of diets from avocado-based, not vegan, but like avocado-based, like kibble, to... Um, the prescription diet, which is like a hundred dollars for, you know, a, a bag of food, which is, um, ridiculous for what, what's inside of it as I soon learned, learned from, but, um, he just couldn't die. He wouldn't even touch that food. And so it was just a, it was a learning process. And I remember I walked into a really cool pet store out in Seattle and the lady that was working there was like, well, if you had a pet snake, what would you feed it? And I was like, I guess like a mouse or something like that. She's like, yes, why, would, why wouldn't you, you know, feed a more appropriate diet to your dog? And that's when it kind of clicked to me. Oh, yeah, like our dogs are, are carnivores. Um, and we've kind of been, you know, brainwashed over the years, actually post-World War II, that, you know, our dogs are supposed to be eating this, this kibble or this extremely processed food. Um, but when you look at the numbers, you look at the statistics of what's happened since the development of kibble uh, post-World War II, um, we, diabetes has skyrocketed, obesity has skyrocketed, the cancer rate, we've gone from 1% to over 60% in 60 years. Um, dogs are actually now the most cancer species on the planet. Um, and, you know, it's our belief that that's a, a large part of that is, is due to the diet. Um, just like if we were eating McDonald's three times a day, every single day for our you know, our whole entire lives, we'd be, we'd be in bad shape. So this idea kind of, um, I've been wanting to do it for a long time. Um, I wanted to be different than most pet stores. We don't have, you know, you don't walk in and it's just, you know, stacks of dry processed pet food. Um, it's a, a, a row of four double door freezers with, you know, fresh food in there. Um, and then some locally dehydrated food, um, that we source here in Ohio. But, um, it's just a whole different concept. It's a, it's a really welcoming vibe when you walk in the door. And our big thing is education. So just making sure um, there's a lot of misinformation out there. Um, we work with a couple of veterinarians here in Columbus as well who are huge proponents of raw food. Um, and it's, it's, it's really cool to be a part of this, this kind of movement right now because it's a, it's a, it's a huge portion of the, the uh, pet food um, market right now is raw food it's it's growing really fast because people are starting to see the the anecdotal evidence is really clear i mean when you start feeding your dog a species appropriate diet or your cat um so dogs are facultative carnivores cats obligate carnivores when you start feeding them the appropriate diet all of a sudden you start seeing all the benefits um from from teeth to tail um 
And so it's it's fun to be a part of it, and we love educating people. You walk in, you kind of know our thing is, is education, um, and getting you know just getting the right information into your hands, so that you can make an educated um, decision on how to feed your dog or cat. So, so with the products that you're providing, are they outside vendors? Do you guys work with someone to yeah. create, come up with the different products that you have? A little bit of both. Um, So we are a retailer, so we partner with all of the big raw brands um, that we believe in. Um, But then we've also partnered with um, a girl out of Medina um, who does our dehydrated treats and some frozen duck necks. Um, So, you know, again, local community is huge because we are local, so supporting anyone that we can. Um, with that, we even have a girl um, who is 12 years old, a student at Grandview, uh, or in Grandview, and she has started to make dog treats as well. So we brought her in. Um, she reached out to us. But, yeah, so a little combination of both. Yeah. And the, the companies we, you know, we have in this store, we've, we've researched quite a bit, um, and... They all have really good reputations. They're all extremely safe, um, and they've they've all been around for a while. Um, and you can read the ingredients on the box and know exactly what it is. Yeah, and you know the diets we sell, the raw food diets. They're trying to meet. Um, you know, our dogs, cats have been eating their ancestral diet for about ninety nine point nine nine percent of their evolution. They've only been eating kibble for I think it's like what point zero 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 one percent. You know, so. Um, it's, this is food that they've been eating for millennia and thriving off of for a very long time. So, um, it's really cool. I can see every day people come in and just absolute amazement that their dog or cat is like a whole different animal after a couple of weeks of, of eating the raw food. But, um, yeah, anyway, so we get, you know, so, and a lot of the stuff, like we, we partner with, um, Lauren Becks who does, who does girls gone raw pet food and, and or pet health. And she gets all these, uh, well, their their body parts and their animal parts from from all over, mostly northeastern Ohio. But um, what's really cool about what she does is she's actually you know these animals are being raised for human consumption, and there's parts that um, humans don't want. For example, um, you know duck necks or duck feet or chicken necks, chicken feet, things like that that are really beneficial for dogs and cats. I mean, they're like nature's toothbrushes, really awesome balance of calcium and phosphorus, um, collagen, chondroitin, and glucose, I mean, all those things in there. Um, so we're, we're able to utilize those kind of leftovers um, so they don't go to waste. So. so, and you talked about transitioning your pet. How do you transition your pet from this, you know, the typical, I guess like we can say food to... Yeah what you guys are providing. Yeah. I, um, you know, I always tell people like, you don't have to go. I mean, obviously my, my recommendation is full roll, you know? Um, but I always tell people, even if you did a quarter raw food, um, there's so, there's so many studies and so much research coming out now. Um, there's one out of Helsinki university of Helsinki in Finland, Dr. Bjorkman, Anna Bjorkman and her team of veterinarians have been doing a long-term study on, um, raw fed pets compared to, to kibble fed pets. And, um, they did a little breakdown. They actually fed. So there's kind of four categories of, of, um, raw dog dogs that were fed raw food that stayed on raw food. Dogs that were fed kibble that went to raw food dogs that went from 
raw food to kibble and then kibble and stayed on kibble. Um, and it was cool because what they found was that the dogs that were eating raw food full time, um, had a 10 times decreased amount of homocysteine in their bodies, which is a disease marker. So they had 10 times less of that in their body than the dogs that were feeding kibble. Um, and then the dogs that went from kibble to raw had a five times decrease when they went to raw food. So, um, essentially what they found out was that 25%, if you did about a quarter of their diet, raw, fresh food, um, it's going to have a huge impact on not only their decreasing their chance of illness and disease, but also increasing longevity. So I always tell people, like, even if you just start with a little bit, a little bit goes a long way. If you're eating McDonald's every day and you decide that, you know what, I'm going to take out one meal and switch it up with like a whole food salad. Obviously that's going to have a huge impact, you know? So, um, transition, you know, it's, it's every, we treat every dog differently. Uh, there's no cookie cutter approach to it. Um, I think that, you know, the, the owner usually knows their dog the best. I usually kind of go with, you know, if it's a, if it's a healthy animal and pretty young, mid aged to young, I'm like, well, let's just do cold Turkey. They might have some loose stools, but that's, you know, that's pretty normal. Um, if it's an older dog or a sensitive dog, we'll just do one quarter raw food for a few days. Once everything's good, stools are good. We do half and half, do that for a few days, everything good, three quarters, one quarter, and then four all. So, um, but yeah, we just move at the owner's pace and at the dog's pace, cat's pace. Cats can take a little longer. They're they're imprint eaters, so they they want whatever they had as kittens. It's hard to get them off of it, um, mm-hmm. unfortunately, because cats are they need moisture in their diet. There's one thing I can really drill home today: it's, it's get moisture into the, your dog or cat's bowl. So, but yeah. well, and that's the thing because I think Danielle, you weren't you. We talked about this. You were in the hospitality industry, both both of you guys. Right. Yep. And you got here today because of your research and your pet. So. Yeah, I've done a lot of uh, I've done a lot of online courses um, and certifications. I'm actually doing a, um, a certification right now for my canine nutrition certification through the Canadian Animal Institute, Science Institute in Canada. Um, but yeah, it's just um, it fascinates me. It's like I, I just learned. It's like the more it's one of those things. The more you learn about it, the the more you learn that you need to learn more. Um, and so. Um, and it's 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 been really helpful. There's a lot of like-minded people out there too. Um, and I was kind of worried about coming to Columbus, and I can say this because I'm from here. We're kind of behind the times a little bit sometimes. <laughs> it, it takes a while. You know, a lot of people on the West Coast are already feeding. Most of them are feeding raw food, or at least a portion of raw food. Um, and but sometimes it, it takes. A, we're kind of lagging here a little bit. And I was worried about partnering with veterinarians here for that same reason. Um, and, and still, you know, we've we've gotten some. Um, flack uh, from that but for the most part it's been really positive um, working with some awesome veterinarians who have done their research and that's the important thing is is um, you know at the end of the day vets are awesome people and they, they do some great work and they have a ton ton of knowledge when it comes to you know um, treating ailments and illnesses uh, but nutrition is something completely different um, and there's not a whole lot of training there on, on their part so um, partnering with veterinarians who have taken the time to do their due diligence and do their research and, and, and um, you know, not just take in the propaganda fed to them from, you know, all these big box cable companies. So um, it's been it's been fun. Yeah. So what's your biggest selling most sought after item? 
It's, it's probably the goat milk. We sell raw goat milk, which is a good, it's, it's kind of like the gateway drug, if you will, uh, to raw food. It's super, it's really palatable. Dogs like it. I mean, all of a sudden, you know, you have to imagine this dog's getting the same kibble every day. This dried process, you know, processed food that's cooked, you know, three times over at 350 degrees. And it's, it's, there's no enzymes, there's no probiotics. It's just, um, it's just a bag of corn essentially. And, um, now you're introducing this, you know, this high moisture food in there. But what's really cool about goat milk is it's it's really really um, bioavailable to them um, because it's raw. It's not it's not pasteurized, so it still has mm-hmm. lactase in there to break down the lactose. So like a lot of people who have a lactose intolerance will will drink raw milk and without any issues. Um, the protein and fat molecules are really small, making it really bioavailable. But what you're doing is you're adding moisture, you're adding enzymes. And you're adding probiotics. Um, so probiotics, obviously, really good for their gut. Gut health is the base of, of, of health, really. Um, and so you're adding that into the, in the enzymes. There's no food, or sorry, there's no enzymes in their processed food and kibble because it's all it's, it's cooked out of there. Um, and so what happens is their pancreas is now forced to produce those enzymes. Um, but we start seeing health issues around six to eight years of age in dogs because all of a sudden their pancreas says. I can't do this anymore. You know, I, I give up. Like, you know, I've been doing this for six years, seven years, eight years. Um, you know, we as humans, we get enough fresh food where we get enzymes naturally in our diet, but they're just eating straight processed food. So um, when you add the goat milk into it, you're adding the enzymes and it will help them, you know, break down the food and assimilate the nutrients better. So um, that's probably our biggest selling. Because even, even people feeding dry food can. That is something as small as that can be extremely beneficial. So, so what about the wet food that's out there, like the pates and the shredded? Because that's what my cat and dog yeah. eat. And I know I've tried, and I got to keep yeah. trying more with you yeah. guys to get them to the healthier uh, side. But well, what it, de- it depends on the wet food, honestly. Uh, but um, I do like that there's at least moisture in there. You yeah, know what I mean, and that's that's important, especially for cats. I mean, I. Like I said, cats are being obligate carn. You know, what's really cool about cats is they've all evolved from desert dwelling cats. And so desert dwelling cats evolved to get their moisture from their food. A prey animal is about 75% moisture. So um, there's not a whole lot of water source out in the desert. So they've evolved naturally to get their moisture from their food. So when we developed kibble, we started seeing all kinds of issues. And, and we still do. I mean, strubite stones and crystals and urinary tract infections and kidney disease and all these things happen because there's no moisture in their food. Um, so yeah, canned food is definitely a step above kibble in, in, in my opinion. Um, but they're still, they still put a lot of carbohydrates in, into the wet food. Um, and sourcing, again, sometimes the sourcing is, is sketch as well. But, um, what we really want to get away from is, is carbohydrates. So there's no dietary requirement. There's no absolute dietary requirement for carbohydrates for dogs or cats. So, um, they're extremely, extremely inflammatory, just like they are for us, mm-hmm. um, even more so for them, um, and really bad for their gut health. And that's the thing is, you know, kibble is about 50 to 60% carbs. So you're feeding 50% sugar every single day. Mm-hmm. You're just feeding inflammation. You're feeding yeast. You're feeding cancer. Cancer feeds on sugar. And so it's just, it's an extremely inflammatory diet. So yes, um, I do like the canned food better than the kibble. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, sorry. Go ahead. Um, with all that being said, though, I do, you know, we want to make it clear that Fangs and Fur is an inclusive place. We, it's a safe space. There's no shaming. There's no judging. If, if that is what is within your budget or whatnot of, of feeding the kibble, I think our main thing is because we are so passionate about this, it's just the education. But 
trying goat's milk or we have treats or we have, you know, CBD, we have, um, leashes collar. So again, I, I think that it's just important to know that you don't have to go all in on this, but you know, let us help you guide you in, you know, some other alternatives that maybe you just didn't even know about. Because like I said, I had uh, my Foxy for, for six years and I had no idea that this even existed. My veterinarian never explained anything like this. It was the, the food, the dry food that was outside that, you know, she was trying to sell to me. So, um, knowledge is power. And I think that that's important to know that, you know, you may not even know that this exists. So that's what we're here for. So final words, I mean, one, feel like you give a damn, (laughs) you know, and it's funny. You talk about the carbs. I think that's our problem as humans too. Um, yeah, trying to cut back. It's hard. They're hard to get away from it. They're everywhere. They're extremely accessible. It's easy. They're delicious. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's something a lot of dogs and cats are now addicted to, well, the sugar, you know, Mm -hmm. I, sometimes it's really easy to transition a dog or, well, usually a dog to raw food. Um, but sometimes it's difficult because they're so used to they're carb junkies. All right. So like they want all those carbs and they spray that kibble with a bunch of palatins like MSG to make it extremely, even more palatable. Um, so yeah, it's kind of what we're up against, but yeah. And, and that's like my dog and cat, they don't like, they have kibble mm-hmm. for a snack on occasion, Yeah, but they want their pate and the wet food. Yeah. They turn their nose up at everything else. So yeah. I, hopefully we can get this going. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think final words for me would just be now that you have heard this and maybe it piqued some curiosity, come and check us out or call Anthony. He's amazing. And like his brain literally impresses me on a daily basis. Um, Just with pet food, that's about it. (laughs) It stops stops there. (laughs) So talking about kids and everyday life. We have to, I know that much, but yeah. So, so he's super passionate. Of course we, are you know we want to make this community healthy and and bring knowledge so it's worth a conversation and it's worth knowing what is out there and what's available to make your pet thrive not just survive yeah that was part of our business model was really to to educate pet owners on how to how to properly feed their dog or cat but also it goes beyond that and i I had a conversation with a girl that came in the shop the other day she's like you know that after seeing what's happened to both my dogs after transitioning them to a fresh food or raw food diet like she's like my my boyfriend and i started looking at what we're eating and like we've also started you know taking care of our bodies better and and working out more and making sure we're we're eating right and exercising and, and moving so um it's kind of our model was kind of to build a stronger community that in that way. And it's actually, it's cool because it's, it's happening. So, all right. Address where are you guys located? 1724 Northwest Boulevard. So we are at the corner of uh, chambers and Northwest. It's called the wedge. Apparently. Oh, it's the oh, shape right. of a wedge. It's right across from the Krispy Coop and the Kroger, big yep. Kroger down in Grandview. So, um, you can find us on Instagram at fangs and fur pets. Uh, find us online www.fangsfur.com yep Facebook don't know our number but uh, <laughs> what's your email info at fangsfur.com here it is perfect yeah so so again we're Anthony and Danielle Santilli yes and thank you so thank you this has been great yeah, I appreciate it fun. and we'll have to follow up some maybe we'll get someone to follow through that we can track them somehow yeah. so awesome we're yeah. here for anything you need all right thanks so much for thank being you. here talk to y'all soon